Recording in progress. I kind of am. Whoop doop doop, motherfucker. Give me some orange. Have that orange. Chicken that orange. Vietnam was hell. Where was I? I was somewhere and somebody said, Give me that chicken. <laughs> and in my head, I just went into the whole song. Give me that chicken. I didn't want to sing it out loud because. Uh, no one would know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let but they said it chi- in like the exact tone. It was like, yeah. give me that chicken. And I was like, want that chicken. <laughs> Need that chicken. <laughs> Need that chicken. Chew that chicken. <laughs> Digest chicken. Have some chicken. <laughs> Teriyaki chicken. Ham that chicken. <laughs> Tell me chicken. Give that chicken. <laughs> Presents. Okay, kids. Let's go. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. World Squadron Pod. Back at it again. I am Mopar. <laughs> I'm Commander. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I think uh, 280. This is, this is, in fact, 280. Nice. Last week we recorded 279 with our buddy Steve from Revenge of the 90s. Please go back and check that one out um, if you haven't already. It was fun. It was the longest episode we've done in a while, actually. Yeah, it's always nice. First of all, just to catch up, even though we had seen him somewhat recently, uh, we we didn't like take a real deep dive into nerd culture, and I think we we're halfway holding out. So we yeah, uh, I didn't want to spoil it all before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but no, Steve. Uh, Steve is a goof. He's one big goof. Are you doing that with your video on purpose? No. It's mustache up. There we go. <laughs> I do. I, you know, that's the problem with these Zoom virtual backgrounds. If you don't know what we're talking about, please go to YouTube and watch the live stream um, next week. But I want to see the virtual background. So I'm trying to get out of the way. You know, my camera is like inflicting with the conflicting with the funniness that's going on in the back. <clears throat> So some shit happened. That was a solid uh, throat clearing. That I was know. a good one. Someone captured that as a sound effect. <clears throat> good day. I'm going to make that your text tone. <laughs> Just <clears> throat> 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 good day. Oh, Paul says hello. <laughs> hey, what up? Um, so I started some new stuff. Well, I, I, okay. Update for Mopar. <laughs> Still trudging through Far Cry 6. Um, I'm okay with it. It's not the greatest, but I it's still like an updated version. It's fine. Yeah. Um I started back into uh Well, let me start with the new stuff. <laughs> Guys, I have talked a bunch and I've had said nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's typical, but I think it's a little worse than than usual. I'm wondering um, where you're going with this. You opened up by saying like some shit happened, and then I was waiting for you to say like, "Oh, they announced a uh, you know new Star no, Wars." No, thing. no, no. All, all, all just Mopar stuff. Just all as far personal. as like w- watching stuff, and this um, is all so about Mopar today. I started, and I'm 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 luckily about halfway through already. Uh, Queen Shadow, uh, that Padme book, 
Um, I rolled the dice today and bought the audiobook because I knew I had a shit ton of driving to do. Very nice. And I think it's only like a 10-hour book, and I think I'm f- almost four, four and a half hours into it already. So Very cool. I approve. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's nothing groundbreaking as we kind of discuss and have always been discussing. The new stuff's like fine, but it's never going to touch the Banes or Plaguses or whatever's back yeah. there somewhere in the clone clone stuff and it's technically a young adult isn't it or no Am I wrong? um i don't think so actually you could be right but it doesn't feel young adult um i mean they're, that's they're playing it somewhat safe but that's just disney in general well i wouldn't um, trust me on that i just i feel like i remember it being a little watered down only because it was young adult yeah Maybe a little bit. I haven't really noticed. Um, like I said, they haven't done like a deep dive into really anything. Uh, but do you, you just want to get into it? Because fuck it. Yeah, it's been like almost two years since I read it. So some things are fuzzy, but some things are clear. Yeah, so I know recently we were kind of uh, criticizing Padme for just being okay with slaves on Tatooine, and it answers it right in this book. She's trying to free slaves on Tatooine, so it kind of nixes our whole criticism of her. Um, Oh, that's right. That's right. And so basically it's four years after she was elected queen, so we're like in between episode one and two. Yep. They do the election. She's not reelected. Actually, I don't even know if she can run again. Whatever. So it, t- it takes place in the transition of queens. Uh, and then she's kind of like mentally thinking, like, where's my place in the universe now? I'm no longer queen. And, of course, uh, Palpy's like, oh, I've got a good spot for you. And then um, the new newly elected queen, long and short of it, says, hey, you should be the goddamn senator. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, she is basically the whole first half of the fucking book is her and her padmate or, or her pad maidens. <laughs> Padme and her pad maidens. Her pad maidens. <laughs> that is the name of the episode for sure. It makes so much sense. <laughs> it's too true. They can't elect someone with that similar of a name. It's just I confusing. Know. Come on, guys. pad maidens. Come on, bitches. Um, but more or less, they're basically talking girl to girl and saying, "Hey, what do you? What's your plans after? Because you, I no longer need handmaidens." Um, that was your best girl voice. I liked it. <laughs> hey, what's your plan? <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but it, it, more or less, they're all just like, "No, we're still behind you. We still believe in in you and what you're doing. And you know, even in your transition to senator, we're still 100 percent on board." Nice. Well, half of them say that. The other ones are like, I want to start a family, and I want to be an artist. And they're like, all right, well, go do that. The rest of the us, let's do this. <laughs> well, you can't, because you all look like me, so you have to be my bodyguards forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but one of the things that they do is they kind of fuck with uh, the Republic, and one of the handmaidens basically suggests, hey, you know, you can be two places at once using us. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. So they start, like, doing tricky little things with the, uh, hey, Padme, you go do this, which you're not supposed to do as a senator, and I'll go play you at, at this briefing. And yeah. so they're kind of playing, you know, both sides there. Oh, yeah. um, but one of the things is she sends, I think, Sabe out to Tatooine. And they don't even explain it up front, but she it's she's there to, like, help uh, free the slaves. Right. Change Tatooine. And she goes with, uh, I think, Typho at the, at the time, um, who I think is a nephew of uh, Panaka. Okay. Which I didn't realize. So I forgot about that, but yeah. So Panaka's, um, 
Tanaka's married to like a commander, and she it's I think it's her nephew technically. So whatever, it all runs in the family. They're all part of the story. Everyone's um, related. Naboo is inbred. Yes, essentially. Daddy, Daddy Palpatine. Um, <laughs> Palpatine is everyone's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he is everyone's since, clones of since the very beginning. It's, it's always been him. Um, yeah, so she goes and basically frees twenty five slaves, and, she, uh, and Sabi feels like a complete failure because she only freed twenty five slaves, and the whole idea was to like abolish slavery, which isn't going to happen because the huts are a thing and fuck Sabi. Um, but like she does that like side mission, and she gets back to Padme and basically says, "Hey, I failed." And then and then at that point, she says, "Hey, did you find her?" And it's like find who? You never explained this to me. And they were looking for Shmi right. the whole time. So I, uh, which is honestly kind of weird because at this point they haven't talked about Anakin at all in the entire book. Right. Well, she's yeah, probably trying to keep it under the cuff, you know. Well, they haven't seen each other. Right. It's between episode one and two, so she's eighteen years old. They haven't seen Anakin for four years. Right. Also, the other kind of cool thing is like they talk about Qui Gon Jinn on Naboo and how like he's like a local hero, which is like oh, you think about yeah. it, and he died in the Battle of Naboo, and so yeah, just kind of small snippets there. You're like, oh, that's kind of kind of nice. Yeah, he saved the queen. The Nubians uh, recognize Qui Gon. Glad someone remembers him. The Jedi don't seem to give a fuck. Well, it's funny because even Padme doesn't really trust the Jedi as a whole, but she wishes Qui Gon was still around because she just felt that she could trust him. Fuck yeah, everyone feels like that. So that says a lot about Obi Wan's ignorant ass. <laughs> not not trustworthy. <laughs> Carrying around those children's His hair's not long enough. Quagan's <laughs> got that long trustworthy hair. And Obi Wan yeah. was trying to get there in uh in two, but you know, he didn't quite make it. He ended up with mullet hair, not Quagon hair. Yeah. He didn't get that samurai bun going on. Yeah. So I kind of left it off. I'm, I'm, I, I would say like 40, 40, 45% away through the book or the audio book. Um, and there's like random stuff that you're like, wait, yeah, what the fuck's up with that? Padme meets up with her parents to yep. say, hey, I'm going to become senator. And I'm like, whoa, Padme has parents. <laughs> yeah, that's where we entered that conversation a couple months ago about when you thought it was Padme Mulberry or whatever. Yeah, um, but I think they it was in this book where they kind of talk about how she has her parents and her family, but once she becomes elected, she has like a royal name and she keeps that name. Yeah, yeah, Amadala. Yeah, yeah. So, and Amadala almost seems more as a title than a name. Like you're saying that she that they even talk about it. Like when Sabe is supposed to be Padme when she's playing her double, she'll say she goes full Amadala, <laughs> like in her voice or however she's portraying herself so it's yeah. like she becomes this title almost and portrays the title as opposed to yeah you have to put on those royal vibes oh yeah she i can't stand I'm i the mean queen. The, voice, the voice acting or the uh, narrator's fine but it's like her trying to do the stern uh i don't like this you're like dude just say it you're fine just say <laughs> i didn't it. even think about that is he they're doing a different voice when she's trying to be like undercover right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or when she's like, if it's like a real hoity-toity meeting that that Padme's going to, she uses weird tones. So obviously mm, the narrator yes, has to do it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little overdone. It's it's over over the top, but whatever. Um, That's I'll fun. just say like as as of right now, I'm fine with the book. 
it's, yeah. it's a nice it's a nice time period that we don't get to see um, between one and two. And if we do see it, it's mostly like Jedi fumblings or the beginning of the clone stuff. So it's yeah. nice to see another side of it. That's all. Yeah, I thought it was fun. You know, as a as a lover of the prequels, it was nice to go back to that time period. Um, I'm glad you're reading it because, like I said, it's been a while. Or you're listening to it. Sorry. But it's been a while since I went through, so I'll look forward to you finishing the whole thing and giving me the rest of the plot that I forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually, there's some nice stuff in there. So the reasons between Panaka uh, leaving and Typho becoming kind of the her security is there was kind of a half falling out between Panaka and, and the royal, and actually Padme. Yeah. They just, they just didn't truly trust each other anymore after the dealings of uh, the Battle of Naboo. Okay. Because he's like, do this. And she's like, no, bitch. I'm Padme. So he's like, well, fuck well, this. He Why fucked up that here? window. She's like, we had to pay for that window. <laughs> we had to pay my, for that. It's guy. coming out of your... And that, we're never going to get that back. That was, you know, that was a one-time <laughs> job. That was some artisan craft window. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> As of right now, Padme's trying to buy all the slaves. Gotta, gotta collect them all. Yeah, that's really the plan. I mean, if you're trying to abolish slavery, just find Batman and have him buy all of the slaves and then set them free. Yeah. That's yeah. all you got to do. Have him just buy Tatooine. I thought it was... Like, story-wise, I get it, but just, like, at that time, as far as looking for Shmi, I thought it was really weird for, like, an 18-year-old girl to seek out a mother of a nine-year-old at the time <laughs> that she met four years ago, and you're like... Well, the family know, had an impact lo- on her. Right. No, I, I get it. Like, But she hasn't seen Anakin. He hasn't been a part of her life. So to just like four years later, just be like, I want to find that slave boy's mom. Like, yeah, but it, it's a pivotal moment <laughs> in her being a queen and in Naboo in general. I mean, she's not going to forget about that. Right. I and mean, they it's, were it's able- obviously a... A scarring, a scarring event that she goes to this yeah. planet and she's been a part of this republic, you know, per se, and that this stuff still exists. So yeah, which yeah. was our criticism of her, you know, a few weeks ago that she just w- went to Tatooine and was fine with it, which clearly she's not. So right, which is good, but again, you don't know that until you see the thing. Well, I mean, um, she. All right, that's that's not totally in, uh, genuine, genuine because she does blatantly say that in the film. We were just making fun of her for not following up on it, but here we go. Right. Yeah, she's following up on it. Yeah, I mean, they freed Anakin, and she's like, now that she's not a queen that doesn't have to deal with all that royal bullshit anymore, she has a bit of free time, and yeah, I might as well go try to get his mom back, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Pay your dues. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, the previous senator stepped down, was tired of the... Republic bullshit, so she stepped in, obviously. Um, and she's trying to, like, make her way as a senator as opposed to a queen. And it's it's pretty cool because she drops some Palpatine quotes Ooh. in her dealings. Uh, she literally, and some of them aren't direct, but she talks about, like, it's treason, like, in a jokingly way. And... Um, there's other quotes that I'm like, whoa, that's an exact Palpatine quote. So it's kind of cool seeing like both sides, light and dark, use the same stuff to their advantage. Yeah. And then being from the same planet. So it's, it's, yeah, I, I've just, that's just, just that Nubian I, dialect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so treason. Just, then. just listening to it as an audiobook, I hear a, a Palpy quote, Palpy quote. I'm like, oh, that's, 
Padme's saying that that's shit. That's Padme Damn. saying this shit. Cool, cool. Maybe she should have taken over with Anakin. Oh, another one. She says a great many things. <laughs> In that exact tone. I'm not even... It's Yeah, it's... <laughs> But she's t- she's discussing a something else, so it's like, oh, I know that quote, hell yeah. Um, but my my point to all this is, she's trying to make her, um, you know, become her own person as a senator and get liked by other senators, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But she's almost seen as like a makeshift chosen one because she came in as queen four years prior and just punched the senate in the head oh yeah she was like you guys got, are all fucked got, these guys are invading my planet i don't think you're real We're dude, she got the she got valorum kicked out dude so how she literally pissed showed up. you have to be career oh, yeah. politician and this 14 year old comes in and she's like we're voting you out of office this sucks you're done <laughs> oh yeah so it's almost like it's it's almost like on the Anakin's the chosen one of the Jedi, and Padme's the chosen one of the Republic, Hell and it yeah. just kind of kind of cross paths. So I am seeing that good that level of uh, yeah, good. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of books I probably need to catch up on. Yeah, in the audio books realm specifically. Yeah, audio books is just it's much easier because I'm already on the road a lot. So that whole Alphabet Squadron thing became an entire trilogy. A whole trilogy in the Resistance era, and then we talked about a couple weeks ago. The there High, High Republic's out there too. Man. Four Jesus. new books, and yep. then yeah, High Republic. I've said no, thank you. I would like to not, and then went into the different direction and played Kotor again. That's true. That's my High Republic. It's I'm such a hypocrite, and I don't care. Yeah, I'm such well, a hypocrite, I mean, and I don't care. I think it's 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 valid though, like. There hasn't been anything, novel-wise, that has even come close to any of the old stuff that we like. But that's that's what I mean about being a hypocrite. That's just our nostalgia talking about... No, it's not. Oh, yeah. No, it's not, because The I Rise of so. Darth Vader still holds up. The Bane books still hold up. It holds the, up only because we, we loved it back then. Nope. Republic Commando is much better written than the bullshit that's come out now. I will go to... I will die for that book. Yes. For that See? series. So, only because I'm a clone fanatic, though. Yeah, it might well, not it was, be that good. It was breaking new ground too. You know, we didn't have a lot of that other shit. So I just worry that we're becoming the very things we swore to destroy when we were prequels fans and complaining about all the old guys. You gotta prefer something. You can't just. Enjoy- <laughs> I prefer the old ones. I do. I, do. I prefer the old novels at least, <clears throat> dude. There's stuff out there like the Ahsoka book. One of my favorite characters of all time can still be new and fresh. And the book was like okay, it didn't. It just didn't do it for me. Like I'm like okay, it's it feels like a young adult book, and yeah. it's fine. But you literally had anything at your disposal, and you chose to just have her bounce around two planets and be like a nice person. That's essentially the whole. That's the that's the book. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wonder if you take a Star Wars fan who's 13 now, read that book and loved it, and in 20 years, if they're gonna say, oh, fucking episode 37 sucks. I want to go back to Ahsoka times back in, you know, 2018. I just worry, you know, I just worry that we're we're nostalgia filtered on everything with Star Wars right now. I think we're just in that in that mode. I was trying to watch YouTube videos and I was um, I got this new <clears throat> YouTube channel that I've been watching. Uh, it's called The Act Man. It's all video game reviews and stuff. But I was watching a couple things on KOTOR, Battlefront and also Fallen Order. 
So I was just trying to get the Star Wars juices flowing again and like maybe I want to watch a movie and then I just kept feeling like I'm just my heart's not in this right now. No, I agree. That's why I've, I've been jumping. I feeling. jumped on the uh, the horror the Halloween stuff. That's why I watched Three from Hell. Nice. Um, and just kind of been powering through Far Cry as far as gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Been playing. Um, well, actually, quickly. So the, the only Star Wars news that I saw about this week. Um, speaking of Darth Bane and how we don't often get a dark side point of view story. Um, Acolyte, which is one of the new Star Wars shows, is supposed to start shooting in February. Hell yeah. And that's supposed to be set in the High Republic times, but it's following someone on the dark side. So I don't know if that means Sith or whatever, but uh, that should be cool. It's one of those bland... Um, no, I, mean, I don't mean like terrible. I mean like generic named movies, so they can just go any which direction. Yeah, I have no idea like what to expect. Which is a good thing. Acolyte Acolyte doesn't carry any weight with me right now. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it can become. Where like Rogue Squadron movie, like I already have ideas. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I guess that can be dangerous on the one hand. Rogue Squadron, like it could be, they could deliver what you're expecting, or they could go totally the other direction and like surprise you. Yep. And that's the issue because you come in with expectations and then you're like, wait a second, this is supposed to be brand new. What the fuck am I doing? Fucking brand new again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I um, just wasn't feeling in the Star Wars mood, unfortunately. It made me sad. But I did go back and play KOTOR. Um, Who was it in the chat? It was Daco, I think. Yeah. Good old Darth Daco Bell was uh, posting some screenshots of it. But I wanted to give that blaster playthrough another shot. I didn't really finish it. I got to Tatooine and just totally floundered. Um, so I started back up again. Nice. So I went, <clears throat> last time I did this, I went uh, Scoundrel because I thought mm-hmm. more dexterity would be better. And then by the time I uh, upgraded stuff, I decided to go with heavy blasters because for some reason I thought like they might have higher damage. Um, I think that's where I, f- I failed. This time I'm going scout, and I'm doing uh, dual pistols and two up and fighting instead. Mm-hmm. It's going better so far, so we'll see how long I can keep it up. Nice. I have no thoughts on that other than you're gonna fucking fail again. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't believe it. I'm, I'll go I'll, to a. I'll pick a different planet other than Tatooine to go to first. Yeah, I have faith. It's going so much better than it did last time. Dude. I'd like I to can't see it hit. I'd like to see it done, but I I tried and I was like, dude, I'm dying so quickly. I think I did the same thing you did. I I started a scoundrel when I tried. So scout is much better because you get the option for heavy armor. You have the implant right away, which gives you a little bit of a bonus. I think you oh, get yeah. more skills in general, or maybe you get you more get, skills with scoundrel. Maybe you get more feats. That might be what it is. You have twelve feet running around. More many feats is. Many feats. Got a lot. Got a lot of boots. So many feats. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, yeah, I think going up against a very strong force user will be the real test. I never got as far enough to play against Malak for the first time. So well, I'm assuming you'll still be able to use some force powers if yeah. you're heavy armor, because that's what I actually did last time. I, I did one blade, one lightsaber, heavy armor, and I still was able to use some. I think light side stuff. Yeah, anything not restricted by armor is good to go. So I'll be I'm I was forward limited, to the Dantooine part. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. So we'll see. Going back to it again, man. It just never gets old. It does get old, but it's been old. 
and it's still fine. <laughs> it's clunky as fuck. The gameplay is terrible. It's the story and the and the customization. I'm actually surprised at how I, I was thinking that going into it, and I was like looking at it as I'm walking around Terrace. And I was like, it's actually pretty good, man, for being 18 years old. Oh yeah, 19. No, I'm seriously like for being 18 years old, it is really good. Yeah, yeah. And last time we talked about it, I think we were kind of shitting on it, but it's not as bad as I. Um, my memory of when we were shitting on it, it's not as bad as that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been fun going through it um but we'll see yeah video yeah. game wise I, I picked that up uh again i've been playing battlefield at random mostly battlefield one which actually is like a lot of fucking fun a lot of <laughs> that's your opinion on battlefield one i uh i played battlefield one for like three months straight a few years ago and absolutely loved it and everybody hated it so i stopped and then when i bought when I got Battlefield Five, I felt like it was just an updated, better version of one. So yeah. I never, I never went back to one. Yeah. But five is five is smooth, man. So I, I get, I get it. it. They're both hard. They're both really hard. Yeah. You're just, you're simply put, you're just gonna die. It's quite an adjustment period because, you know, especially if I like play a couple rounds of Overwatch and then then I go back, it's a totally different feel. And then, like, us playing yeah. Battlefield 4 so much, like, with the advanced weapons and, like, armor oh, and yeah. parachutes and everything, like, you get used to, you know, scouring Run. the battlefield and, like, playing, like, COD almost and getting, oh, yeah. you know, just running, like, running and gunning. Running and gunning. Right. Yeah. In, and, in one, and 1 and 5, it's a much slower process. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's literally, like, trudging through war. Like, you literally have to, like, take the next field and yeah. then think about where else you're going to go. Yeah, it's 1915, man. Do they have a tank? Fuck, just run. Shit's different. My own, my biggest complaint about it right now is that the cavalry is way too strong. Yeah. You know how many? Like, you got to have like two entire magazines to take down a fucking horse. That's well, ridiculous. It's a horse. Yeah, but come on, a horse. A couple shots and yeah. it falls over, right? Come on. I don't. Know. I've never shot a horse. I've never shot a horse either. Well, there we go. Well, I have in the game. <clears throat> I don't want to come up against a horse in real life if that's if that's accurate. <laughs> uh, but it's fun, man. They fall I, over I pretty easily. I threw a I threw a snowball at a horse once and it freaked out. So, <laughs> actually, it was my wife's horse <laughs> when I first met him because he had moved from California to Ohio and he had never been in snow. So I picked up and I rolled up a snowball and threw it at him and he fucking freaked and fell over. <laughs> oh my god, that's so I horrible! I, I thought I broke her horse and she was just laughing so funny. Thought I broke her horse. <laughs> Horses are expensive. I would be worried. Oh yeah. And now you're married. So, so nope. let me guess. Now you're gonna when first time it snows, you're gonna throw a snowball at your son and he's gonna freak oh, out and fall over. He's gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> looking very much looking forward to snowball fights. <laughs> I gotta break him too. So <clears throat> you have to. Yeah, yeah. So three from hell. I know you and I um we, we did the zoo thing this weekend. We talked about it a little bit, but we did go to the zoo. Um, Took the fucking kids to the zoo. Yeah, so I watched Three from Hell, which obviously is the third and probably final, hopefully final, uh, movie in the House of a Thousand Corpses: uh, Devil's Rejects. It's the third installment. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's kind of some ups and downs in that movie. It's not a perfect movie by any means. Uh, it's what I'll say. What I'll say is this: 
Otis holds those later movies together. I think Baby's fine, especially in Devils, but in this newer one, she kind of takes away from it. She's just too old. I feel bad saying that. She's she's fine, but to play that 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 to play that character, it just it wasn't believable to me. But Otis is a psychopath, Jesus-looking bastard, and he plays a psychopath-looking Jesus bastard. So it yeah. works out. Yeah. Um, and then I know you had some qualms with Wolfman, their kind of half-brother coming in, because you wanted it to be Captain Spaulding. Well, the, yeah, the qualm is uh, I'm conflicted on it because I love his character, and he's a great actor. I just thought I just wanted more of Captain Spaulding, and I didn't want them to bring in a new character. Yeah. But you were saying, you know, how old, you know, Sid Haig was, and obviously he passed away shortly after they filmed. So I guess, you know, he wasn't going to be on a doing a Mexican standoff when he's like seventy five years old. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I think they 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 did what they needed to do with Spalding. They kind of just said, hey, he was in jail. He told the cops to go fuck themselves, and then he passed away in jail. Yeah. You're like, okay, moving on. Let's let's fine. move on. That's fine. Yeah. And then they they focus a lot on Baby being in jail, which. Part of it was like, oh, this is kind of creepy. And part of it was like, uh, come on. But um, I guess all said and done, once they get to the Mexican standoff, they, well, first of all, they get to Mexico. They break baby out. Um, before you get to the Mexican standoff, I was going to say, where do they go after they break out? Do they go to like the sheriff that arrested them and they like torture his oh, family and shit like yeah. that? Yeah. Something weird. I remember that being pretty demented part of the movie. Well, no, that's how they break baby out. So they break. So Wolfman and Otis break into the warden's house oh that's right that's right hold his family and friends hostage and basically say warden go to go get baby got it <laughs> or we're gonna kill your whole fucking family <laughs> and they kill everybody so fucked up oh and then they 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 skin someone's face i think it's a woman this time jesus otis is fucked dude it's yeah. a crazy character yeah he's messed up in many ways there was a couple scenes, like I said, that baby, baby, I just, I, I didn't feel like it was believable like eighty percent of the time. But that twenty percent, I was like, "Fuck, you're going crazy." Yeah. When she when she follows that chick outside and stabs her in, in broad daylight, and the neighbor's just like waving like cautiously. <laughs> She's like, "Hi." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, she goes in every once in a while. But yeah, yeah, I'm there for Otis at this point. Otis and Wolfman. So was it a overall positive experience for you? I'd say so. I, I gave it two ratings. If you're a Rob Zombie House of Thousand Corpses fan, I'd say it's two out of three. But if you're just a casual fan, I'd probably say one out of three. Maybe try it if you got nothing else to watch. But I agree with that. Yeah, like I said, it's got it's got some nice callbacks. Like if you if you're familiar with the previous two movies, they do some nice callbacks. Um, even even the what I just talked about, where baby follows that girl outside and she's naked. Um, the exact same thing happens in the first one at the end, where she, the naked girl's running through the woods. So it's it's got some small callbacks like that. You're like, oh yeah, this they did this in the first one, or they did it in the second one. So yeah. whatever. What's your ranking out of the Firefly trilogy? What would you say? God, I didn't even put a uh, thought in my head. I was just thinking of it, and it's hard because I think Devil's Rejects is the better film. Yes, But absolutely. I have so many more ties to the original House of a Thousand Corpses just because I've seen it more, and I saw it earlier. It's just a little more glued into my brain there. Yeah, I think that 
the second one has some crazy good aspects, and I do like the vibe of the second one a little bit because the first one's like dark and creepy, where the second one's like, like you see the family tootie fucking fruity, and it gets f- like goofy but still murderous. Like, how do you how do you muddy those waters where it's yeah, haha, you're laughing at these murderers murdering. <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird um, combo. Yeah. I'm trying it to. Is. There's. Oh, man. Something just popped in my head that was just like that in the same style where it's like really freaking you out, but it's also funny at the same time. But I lost it. Damn it. It'll come back to me. Um, yeah. I think Devil's Rejects is like the best, like the most well produced of his three. Absolutely. It's like yeah. this is Rob Zombie in a feature film. Um, Three from Hell feels like him kind of taking it to, you know, the deepest depths, like everything he, that he would want to do with the Firefly family. And mm-hmm. then the first one is very indie, which yes. I think that's probably why I like it so much because it's so weird. There's so many parts that don't even make any sense. Super weird. Um, I think I would say Devil's Rejects, House of Thousand Corpses, and Three from Hell. Two, well, one, three. Fuck. Fuck, I think I'm going to agree with you. I was hoping you said one, two, three. So we we differ, but I I agree. I think the the second one's just better produced. Everything about it's just a little better. Yeah. But even well, story story line, I think it's a it's a solid story. They're running away. They finally meet up with their dad, and then they get caught up with at that whore town. Whore town. Which it's literally just a small little whore town. Um. Yeah, I I agree. I I agree. I think the second one's more watchable. Like as a casual fan, if you're just like into murder stuff, like the first one you have, it's a vibe movie. The second one's like a crazy murder continuation story. Agreed. Yeah. The third one's fine. The third one's always going to be last, um, but it's it does hold it. It holds up. It's fine. I was looking to see if I could find like a uh, fucking like family tree for the Firefly family because it's so weird. Man, Devil's Rejects came out so long ago too. 2005. Yeah. Otis. Otis Driftwood, man. The, the actor looks like a fucking murderer. He looks so crazy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's sad to see uh, Sig Haig in that condition. Like I said, I'm so... I'm I'm happy they kind of just ended his story and didn't push it. Because he was clearly... He just didn't have the energy or, you know... Yeah. He, cu- he couldn't have done it correctly, you know, in the condition he was in, so... What? Okay, so this is so confusing. And I he probably wasn't thinking about all this. He was just like, oh, yeah, just say, you know, some brother, mother, brother, whatever. So Mother Firefly and Earl, which is the Darth Vader savage guy from underground in House of Thousand Corpses, their kids are Tiny and Rufus Jr. Otis is adopted. And then Mother Firefly with Captain Spaulding they're the parents of baby. So oh, baby that's why. Is so Otis half sister co- to Tiny and RJ, and Otis is adopted. Okay, so that's why Otis calls Spalding Cutter. He never calls him like Dad or or Captain Spalding. He always calls him Cutter for some reason. Yep, and that probably is why. Yeah. So Otis has no blood relation to the clan and was adopted when they found that his sadistic personality matched theirs. Hey, you're crazy as fuck too. You want to join so- up? Who'd you say originally? What was the first? 
Uh, Don't first uh, lineage. Mother Firefly and Earl. Earl was the Darth Vader dude at the end of House. Yeah, like the the, the guy one chasing that's like down guarding the- uh, Doctor Satan. Okay. Yeah, like in that underground layer. That's fucked. Yeah, I mean the first one definitely pushes it. It's more into almost borderline supernatural, where the second one is kind of just a murder story. Yeah, I would say. I think Earl is the one that really pushes me over the edge at the end of House, where I'm just like, oh, that one's a little too far. Oh, like yeah, even Doctor Satan, yeah. like his, he's like, he's got his arms propped up in those things, and he's like a mad scientist. That's very horror. I love it. Yeah, but yeah. Earl is like, he looks like a sci-fi monster. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like an out. He looks like Darth Vader with an axe, and you're like, dude. Yeah, and he uses pus out of his mouth thing. Ugh. Ugh, it's, well, it's now raunchy. we need a now Rob Zombie. Now we need a prequel. So yeah, why is Earl, actually, Darth Vader, and House of, House of three hundred fifty corpses? Where's that? Yeah, where's like a young Captain Spaulding? <laughs> Baby and Otis are like you know ten years old. That'd be fucked up, actually. All right, Rob Zombie, you should do that. Make a prequel. Uh, I think my joke about uh, House of 350 Corpses was much funnier than you played it out to be. So I'm going to need someone to insert a laugh track for that. House of a couple dozen corpses. A house of some people dead. You should pitch that. Send him fan mail and uh, or tag him on Instagram and say, you should, this is what you should call it. Just call it The House. Or can you incorporate all three uh, movie titles in like one new to like House of... The, the rejects, rejects from hell. From hell. <laughs> the house of rejects from hell. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> I would watch it too. I'd give you my twenty bucks. That's fine. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, that was my uh, my kind of open or my new movie that I watched over the past week or so. Uh, Good. I'm, I'm happy with it. Like I said, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I got a couple more uh, horror <clears throat> films on the list before the season is over, which yeah. is kind of by the end of this week. You know? Yeah, it's fucked. Well, Halloween's the end of this week, and then we get into November. November fifth, I'm watching V for Vendetta, so that's basically the end of Halloween season. So oh, I got a yeah, couple more season. I, I watched Dracula. Watch that. Oh, that's right. And I bought Jack Dracula, and I bought the Thing. So those are on my my list too. Nice. I want to watch the Addams Family uh, yep. because my wife hates scary movies, but I want to watch something that's you know Halloween ish that Hocus she can Brocus. actually enjoy. So that's a good one too. Yeah. So Addams Family. And then what? The, what are those motions? <laughs> I'm trying. And then I wanted to watch uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two because I never saw the second one. Um. So he did, yeah, Halloween one and two, and then they did another Halloween that's newer. There's so right. many Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So the, you talked about this a couple years back, where um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she came back as an old woman. That's the most recent one. So Halloween. Well, there's a Halloween sequel to that her. one. Yeah, and Halloween Kills is new. Yep. Yeah. So those two are are tie-ins to the original. And then uh, Rob Zombies is almost like a prequel setting of... Because it starts off with Michael Myers as a kid. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a reboot, but it does do that at yeah. the beginning of the movie where he's a little boy. Little baby bitch. pretty fucked up. Um, Age of Empires comes out this week. I played that a little bit, actually, just last week. I was a um, got fucked. I was just yelling about things in in the uh, in the Patreon chat because they always market this Xbox Live thing and like 
it makes you think that it's going to be on Xbox, but it's not. It's only Windows. I mean, it doesn't make sense to be on Xbox, but go ahead. Well, I was just hoping like they're going to, you know, reboot the the series and everything. It would be great if they would port it over and put it on Xbox. How would you play Age of Empires on Xbox? You just move the controller around instead of the con- or instead of the mouse cursor. You can do it. There's been uh, RTS for console before. Command and Conquer and shit like that. Oh, really? I've never played yeah. anything. I don't play things. I don't play things. I sold my Xbox. But it's just they're marketing Xbox Live and Game Pass for Windows. So it just confuses you and makes you think that it's going to be out for Xbox and PC, but it's not. What if Shmi was found by Padme? I am not done talking about Age of Empires. <laughs> Can you be the Jedi in Age of Empires? <laughs> so offended. Uh, bitch. Uh, excuse me. All right, finish your shit. I was just going to try to determine if I should get an emulator. Not an emulator. What do they call it? Emulator. Steam. <sighs> no, it's like, on Steam. You can... I can partition some of my Mac and like boot it as Windows. It's called something. I can't remember. Maybe it's an emulator. I don't remember. But I was trying to decide if I should do that or if I should get like a, you know, cheap enough laptop that would play it, but it doesn't cost, you know, like thousands of dollars. No, spend $800 and get a fucking gaming PC. That's too much for just one game. No, it's not. It's Age of Empires. But then I'm paying $800 for Age of Empires. That's valid to me. No, it's not going to work. All right. Um, Shmi, what if... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But realistically, I, I was just kind of playing that, that storyline out. What if Padme did find Shmi and freed her and brought her to Coruscant and Anakin had his mother around, but he couldn't because he's a Jedi. He's not supposed to have ties. Like that, w- He probably would have became Darth Vader even younger. I would, that was the first thing I was going to say is that he would have turned <laughs> to the dark side way earlier. Yeah. Um, the other option is that he, you know, he works with the Jedi and then he goes and has family dinner with his mom on Fridays. Not allowed. Yeah. His family is, is Obi-Wan. He would find a way. Oh, yeah. He bangs. He's not allowed. He bangs. He bangs. He's not allowed, but he would keep a relationship going with his mom and just like see her occasionally and like, you know, pay for an apartment for her somewhere on Coruscant. Like pay her bills and everything. I like wonder what Padme's like. What Padme's plan was like: find her and bring her to Naboo and let her live out her days on Naboo. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Also, is it weird that <clears throat> I know it, it was basically impossible to do with the original trilogy, but the fact that um, Princess Leia is half Nubian, Nubian. And, and of royal blood, that she's probably never been to Naboo. She goes to Naboo in Battlefront. Ah. <laughs> in the campaign. Does she really? Um, that's interesting, though, because, you know, she's a princess by adoption, but then she's also kind of a princess by birth as well. Yeah. Pseudo princess slash slave. Yeah. yeah. So she's adopted in the royal family, but she has some royal blood in her because of Padme. She's feisty. That's why she's feisty. She's feisty. Get I it? guess probably because her... Her dress rubs on her nips, no bras. <laughs> Probably that's them up. That's, that's foul. <laughs> I don't hey, think that was part of that's, it. That's space. 
Yeah. Roughness. You think uh, the royal family that rules an entire planet could afford some underwears? Yeah. 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 Carbon weave tit holders. <laughs> it's also a, an advanced civilization. You'd think they would just engineer the clothes so you, that you didn't need clothes. Absolutely. There should be some <laughs> Iron Man stuff where they should just hold a briefcase and press a button and it just form fits to what they need. Dude, Iron Man's so cool. I'm, just, know, leaving, I, I'm uh, just leaving it there. No, I, I have nothing else to say about that because <laughs> Iron Man is really fucking cool. <laughs> but you're probably sick of him. Probably no, sick of talking about him. Qu- quite the opposite. Uh, I saw. Why well, I shared that TikTok or whatever it was of the ending of Endgame. Yeah. And they were going through, and I'm like, fuck, that really makes me want to watch Endgame again because it's yeah. it just has it just has the perfect climax at the end. It's just like oh, done. Iron Man was it. He was the uh, the decision maker. Yep. It was a good run, Robert Downey Jr. It was a good 10 years. Or It was a great 10 years. Yeah, it was a great 10 years. And I'm really curious to see where they go for the next 10 years. I'm yeah. looking forward to a lot of this stuff. Well, to piggyback already off of like multiverse stuff, um, what I did was I cheated and I just watched kind of a synopsis of, this is kind of jumping ship, but uh, Star Wars Rebels, the last season. Okay. Because I wanted to figure out what happened to Ahsoka at the end and uh, Ezra. And I was like, fuck it. You know, I've given myself four years to watch this shit and I still haven't. I'm just going <laughs> to spoil it myself. So, we'll uh, refresh which, my memory because I watched it a long time ago and the whole world between worlds and the Thrawn stuff. I don't really remember exactly what happens. So, so Ezra finds, with the help of the, the wolf thing, which is uh, Kanan, um, an embodied Kanan. Because he dies. Mm-hmm. So, with the help of uh, the not Dire Wolf, what's the Loth? 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 Yes, everything's from Lothric. Or yeah, Lothric. <laughs> Lothric's from Dark Souls. Everything's Loth- from Lothral. Yeah, Lothal. 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 What's a what's a horrible name for a planet? I can't pronounce it. Yeah, Lothral. Lothal. Lothal. He finds a an ancient. Jedi Temple being the world between worlds, and he get gains access with it through with Kanan's help. He basically hears the voice of a bunch of Jedi, including Kylo, who's in the future. So it, it kind of like is a time warp. So he enters it. He hears shit from the past and from the future. Um, he sees Ahsoka fighting Darth Vader on what was that? Malachor. Malachor. And he's the one that reaches through and saves her when he's going for like a killing strike and pulls her into the world between worlds. Um, so he, like I said, essentially saves her. They talk about some shit um, and then she kind of takes off. And then in the, the absolute last episode, he, he comes across um, Thrawn and it's those beasts, which I had to look up because this is one of the coolest things I've ever heard, honestly, uh, is the Purgle, which is those time or not time traveling um hyperspace octopus beasts that okay it sounds dumb but thrawn is on on a star destroyer hear me out hear me out what are they called burgles dangles purgle p-u-r-r-g-i-l purgle but they are massive whale-like creatures that live in deep space and they have the ability they have the ability to fly hyperspace so and that's actually 
that inspired sentient beings to develop hyperdrive technology, which is one of the craziest, most Mass Effect things that I've ever heard in the Star Wars universe. Yep, I remember seeing these guys now. It's like a whale on the front half and an octopus on the back half. Well, yeah, yeah, more or less, yeah. So they grab the Star Destroyer, break through the glass where Ezra and Thrawn are standing, they wrap Thrawn, and then they go to hyperspace. So Ezra and Thrawn are basically taken openly through hyperspace, and no one's seen them since. And then we hear Ahsoka talk about them, well, at least Thrawn, in Mando Season 2. Right. What my so, thought is... So Ahsoka it, is not with them, correct? No, no. Okay, I don't know why I thought Ahsoka, she was. No, no. Um, but from what? my understanding, no one even knows like where they are, but also possibly when they are. Because my thoughts is, if you're traveling hyperspace with a fucking space whale it might cross into you might show up 30 years later or something ridiculous because i guess they live in the unknown regions too so most likely they grabbed the ship went to the unknown regions which you know what happens out there i don't fucking know it's unknown (laughs) yeah it's true um but no i i thought honestly the purgle part of it i was like fuck that is pretty cool I absolutely love that the sentient beings were inspired to develop hyperdrive technology from a fucking animal. Yeah. Humans do that all the time. Exactly. So it makes so much sense. Well, And the fact that an animal can go full hyperdrive fast beast, man. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So I'm surprised they haven't touched on that since. Um, I remember that being one of the theories when Mando season two was coming out episode by episode. People were like, oh, who's the Jedi going to be that he calls out to? It's going to be Ezra because he's been fucking yeah. time traveling this whole time and he'll, yep. he'll, he'll come back and rescue him. And I'm surprised they haven't followed up on that. Um, and then Filoni doing Bad Batch. I mean, I guess there's potential that it could circle back there. Well, no, Ahsoka, the Ahsoka series. That's where it'll circle back. So okay. we, got, we, got a, we got a snippet of it with Ahsoka saying, where's your master? Where's Thrawn? Which, thank you for saying Ahsoka. That reminded me of something. Please continue. Go ahead. Um, Hayden Christensen is confirmed coming back to the Ahsoka series as Darth Vader. Wow. Thank you for reminding me. It's got to be a flashback. I knew there was a piece of Star Wars news that I was forgetting. Um, Hayden Ahsoka's got to take place post Twitter. I wonder if Ahsoka's taking place before Mando or after Mando. I assume after. That's what I assume, but I think I read differently. Could be a Force Ghost or like a conversation. Um, I'm looking for the tweet. Something. Ahsoka's search will be set in the New Republic era five or so years after the return of the Jedi. So at when the same is, time, when does, when does Mando. Mando take place? Yes. I thought, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like four or five after, so it's the same time. So maybe it does lead up to Mando. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, Rosario Dawson uh, tweeted something out about um, Hayden. She said Sky Guy and a bunch of bullshit, you know. Dropping hints, you know what I mean? Dropping the hints. Yeah, it says, but uh, Galaxy of Flashbacks, Force Ghosts, and certain timey-wimey Jedi Temple makes his involvement relatively easy to explain. So yeah, Christensen is, yeah, 
has some sense of importance. Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe Anakin is fully dead and can still commune through the Force. Darth Vader's the only thing existing now. Does that make sense? Like the Jedi of Anakin is dead and is a Force ghost. Like he split his soul, kind of? Kind of, like the light side did become a Force ghost. Because he's, he's gone. He's no, I mean, Darth Vader. And that's what Ahsoka says that during that fight in Rebels. Like, you, Well, you no, that's no not longer. true. He's got moments of it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have come back when Luke was like, Dad. <laughs> that's a direct quote. Dad. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. They're going to be weaving Hayden in, I think, to more things than we might think. So he's coming back for Kenobi. They announced that last year, and we were all just like, that's crazy. What's it going to be? They're not going to fight again, are they? Are they going to see each other? And then we don't know. We obviously still don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but now that he's coming back also for Ahsoka, oh, man. How the fuck are they going to do this? What's going to happen? I don't know. Even a very small flashback scene where you get to see Ahsoka and Anakin together in live action would be super fan service. Dude, way more to, fan to service see, than we've ever gotten. See, but they'd be cool. To see Hayden and Rosario on screen together. Yeah. Which is crazy because those two actors, like, it doesn't connect, it like, doesn't compute in my head. Right. But the characters they're playing is like, oh my God, this is going to be fucking perfect. Dude, imagine the emotional storytelling of. Some Those sort of three. scenario where, so Darth Vader dies, but we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, he, Anakin's back as a Force ghost. Just imagine like a drawn out emotional storyline where Anakin is like communing with Ahsoka and trying to like make amends and like apologize. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. Blah blah blah. Like I don't know. It could be that he, from that point of view. He never. He never did anything hard. wrong. He didn't do anything wrong to, to Ahsoka, especially like that. That was the two things that were keeping each other sane. As soon as she left, which she had to to keep herself sane, mm-hmm. Anakin just you know crumbled. Well, he tried to kill her. As yeah. Darth Vader, but still kind of. Yeah, but that's after that's after the crumble. I'm saying like while they were both Jedi, and she left in Clone Wars, that was the immediate downfall. Like he. Yep. They were both like on the same understanding. Like, I know it's not great here, but at least we can help each other and still grow. And as soon as she took off, he's like, "Oh, fuck me!" Right? So, yeah, I think if they can get the dialogue right, a scene with Hayden Christensen as Anakin explaining what he went through could be gold. Hearing from his point of view after he's been redeemed by Luke. Hearing him explain like how wrong he was and all the bullshit that he went through and this was horrible and I regret everything. I would love well, I would love that. Think about this real quick. What if Ahsoka meets up with Luke? Uh that'd be cool. And Anakin's there. Damn. That'd As a savage. force ghost. That'd be savage. Just think about it. It's Palpatine the whole time. It was always <laughs> That's Palpatine. That's what he says. All three of those people are clones of Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Every time I get excited about something, I just think back to Palpatine. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. It's all Palpatine. It's all Palpatine. 
they uh, they kind of ruined it. Not ruined it, but they kind of just <laughs> they, they simplified the dark side story so much and like consolidated it to just Palpatine. And it's yeah, one of those I, said, things. I, I don't think it was necessary to do, and it kind of just dilutes. Like he's just an e- he's just evil. I said something partially rude last week with Steve <laughs> about I don't like. I think JJ does a lot of things that are great, but. He doesn't understand the depth of the Star Wars canon, I don't think, as well as a lot of people do. So from his point of view, like if if you think movies only, it's like Palpatine has been, you know, the big bad kind of in the background for a lot of this. But if you think of the larger Star Wars universe, making him the only like enemy in episode nine for like such a a blunder 60 years it's always been him yeah because the rest of the star wars fandom is like there's been a there's been a hundred different things going on over this entire century and you boiled it all down to palpatine and cloning which is just fucking reductive no i i agree man and that's so it's kind of rude but i also stand by it but i you know i I love his filmmaking style but i just think he kind of he oversimplified the story yeah, yeah. I think, um, and possibly just in in a in an attempt to legitimize Ray's parentage, it had to be Palpatine. So it, it would make a little more sense for her to be a Palpatine. So you know they could face each other as Palpatines, and you're like, yeah, or maybe trying the to only justify way to take, the force the sensitive w- stuff. Yeah, well, and the only way to take out a Palpatine is a Palpatine. So it's like you had, to, you had to defeat yourself, your own your own doings, your own clones killed you. So fuck you, bro. Yeah, but he's the one that decided to bring him back. So he's trying to fix his own thing. He I didn't know. have to bring him back in the first place. I know. I still think. I still think Hux becoming triple Hitler, and yeah. Kylo having to come back to the light side to stop the First Order would have been the best way to end that. See, I, I agree. That's the scary thing about Hitler. He thought he was right the whole time, murdering yeah. and killing people. So if you apply that type of evil into the Star Wars universe, that's like why Hux and even like Thrawn, they have reasons. Yeah. Like Palpatine's evil because he's evil, which I need to murder and control the galaxy. Why? Fuck it. <laughs> and you're like, dude. Because <laughs> Bane said so. Because I read a book. <clears throat> no, the Hux thing plays so well into Kylo's storyline too is because like he is... <sighs> conflicted and unsure what to do when he's a teenager and then he just starts making a couple bad decisions and then he feels like he's too far gone to make amends and then he just commits and goes full dark side riddle me this though i will not what if post snoke like he'll snoke i guess my thought is what if kylo and hux's disagreements pushed hux over the edge i know you're saying this but in a in a dark side realm even though hux is not force sensitive if he got twisted by the conflict he has with kylo where it would bring out the inner hatred and he could literally have like sith eyes by the end he would just be basically blinded by hatred but he Mm -hmm. just wouldn't have the force powers dude it would almost be kind of like a hey if you're a dickhead to people or people around you are going to be dickheads more or less like it's it's on like a surface level like to hate people, people around you are probably going to hate you. Like it's it's a it's a valid Disney learning thing. But yeah, yeah if it, Kylo is fucked and he's doesn't care about people, so it, it 
yeah, I think it could push Hux to a crazy point where he's like almost not even human anymore and doing things that don't make sense. Yeah, and maybe he's about to blow up a planet that Leia's on and Kylo knows that and he like stops him because he don't, doesn't want his mom to die. And then yeah. he has like a realization. He's like, oh, fuck, I've been horrible this whole time. Let's yeah. fix it. Ben Solo, he kills the Knights of Ram. We still get all that fun triumphant stuff with Ben Solo. Um, yeah. And they, there could still be some essence of Palpatine, essence of Sheev in the background. Like, you know, Hux could maybe hear about um, the contingency plans. And like, he could, he could go to Mexico and find, he could find the fucking hidden fleet. You know what I mean? And like all this stuff that Palpatine left when he died and he had all these plans in place. Like but he could I'm still so- do that. I'm so okay with Palpatine still being around, like you said, in certain ways, like yeah. to haunt Hux. Yeah. Like Hux is a very powerful person and he could build in hatred and then start hearing this voice, which it would be Palpatine. Yeah. But he, it can't be like shaking hands with Palpatine and reading a book together. And not even really Palpatine. Like Hux goes into the archives and yeah. starts looking at all this shit and then he thinks Palpatine's talking to him and he starts losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I like the idea of madness rather than just yeah. evil. I like the idea of working for Disney. <laughs> uh, Filoni, once again, add this to our repertoire of our applications. Let's go. Let's remake episode nine. Let's start from scratch. Let's do it. <sighs> yeah. I, you know, I made a, a comment in our in our WhatsApp group. And I said, Mayfeld is a better former Stormtrooper than Finn. Argue with me. And no one said anything. The only person that said, I agree. Didn't even try to argue with that. I saw that on my phone. I was just like, hmm? yep. Yep. Yeah. Ho- Hogor, Hogor said, yep. And they did it in a te- in tenth of the time. It's like, yeah. I know. I feel bad saying that, but i that's how I felt. I, f- I felt like somehow in 20 minutes, they made Bill Burr a better former Stormtrooper than Finn. Like, it was a full circle. Hey, we don't trust you because you're a former Stormtrooper. Go do this thing against Stormtroopers. Oh, he's a fucking v- viciously pissed about his former Life. colleagues yes. and wants to murder them all. So now <laughs> we can trust this colleagues. guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just a uh, cascade of bad decisions, I feel. I, I was so... I had such promise in, in Finn. But then you don't kill him off, and then he fights... Oh, I guess the Phasma thing was before that. The, whole, the way mm-hmm. the Phasma fight ended, I think, was uh, anticlimactic. And then he doesn't die, and then he becomes Force-sensitive because we need to have, have him do something. Is that weird? Is that weird? Is that weird? He's supposed to He's supposed to die in eight. They set it all up. They take it away from us. Okay, fine. Well, he's he, not supposed to die. The imagery well, sets us up, but like he's well, not supposed to die. Well, riddle me this, then. Well, I guess it's before that. Cause Are you the he Ripper? Had, he, he has... Ooh. Now we got it. Everything. It's always been me. You're in the Batman. <laughs> it's always been so. um, In eight, he has his like culmination boss battle with Phasma, which happens, I think, a f- total of 20 seconds. And he just laughs and says, I'm a rebel, rebel scum. Or rebel scum. Rebel, or whatever he says. Drop the mic. And then bashes her and then walks away. And it's like, why? why didn't I give a shit? That was supposed to be his like reckoning, like, hey, that's the bitch that you know forced me to do all these bad things. She was a decision maker, and then he makes a joke about it and swings up, and then it's like, okay, thank God I I learned to be a good character now. Now let's move on. And you're like, dude, I didn't give a shit about any of that. Maybe, and maybe part of it is because they didn't play out Phasma well. I think part of it is because she was 
killed in seven, and then she came yeah. back uh, miraculously in eight. Just to like, be wait. killed off, yeah. Like, imagine if Phasma was, like, hunting them the whole time and, like, that's almost what, yeah. got them, and then they just barely got away, and Finn's like, oh, my God, that's, like, my former fucking trainer stormtrooper. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that in, in a war movie, per se, there's no no emotion of revenge like no one like something really bad happens to an evil person and they're like yeah we might catch up with them later you're like dude yeah if you have the fleet at your disposal and hux is just as mad as you they would be hunting them down just to make them uh, as a fucking example to the galaxy like they fucked with us look what we're doing we're murdering their children's children and fuck them all Anyways, we are. Why uh, are we available. talking about Star Wars? <laughs> see, every time I like, yeah. Sometimes I, 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 I see something and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get back into Star Wars this week, and then we talk about it and we shit on it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Marvel movies instead. You know what I do want to do is just watch Episode Seven. I want to be reignited with that, like, oh shit, Star Wars is back. Episode Seven Seven's fun. You get to you get to meet all the characters. And it's like it leaves off yeah. in a good way, and we kill off Han, so some stuff happens. We get an epic Kylo fight at the end, and on the snow and a shit. Yeah, I even have mini nostalgia for Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. That time yeah. period, and podcast was still new. Twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. Battlefront was coming out, new toys, new brand new characters. Force Friday was a real thing. I remember like, discussing like Kylo Ren. We're like, "What the fuck name is that?" And then or we saw him on- based on his name only. <laughs> And then we saw him on screen. And we're like, Kylo's pretty fucking cool, actually. I was such an idiot. I listened back to some of those old episodes. I'm just like, God, shut up. Why Moron. does he have cross, cross guards? His lightsaber's broken. I don't like it. Dude, <laughs> remember the conversation? Cross There's guards, like yeah. 100,000 YouTube videos about with like fucking medieval weapons experts talking about <laughs> how cross guards do and do not work. God, God, what an uproar we were in. And then the trailer where it shows Finn ignite the lightsaber, and you're like, Finn's the Jedi? Oh, my God. (sighs) I still remember where I was. I was working in New Albany at the Starbucks, and then someone sent me the trailer for Force Awakens, and I pulled it open, and Finn ignites his lightsaber at the end, and I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's crazy. That's awesome. I don't remember where I was. (laughs) Oh, man. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Well, that's uh, a bummer. Once again, though, we came up with some pretty good ideas. I mean, the writer's (laughs) room for Disney, for Lucasfilm, should just be us. Let's get Shinobi in here. Let's get Hogor, Turkey Sandwich. Let's get the whole gang. Patreon, new Patreon um, benefit perk. You get to write the next Star Wars film. You get to write it. (laughs) If only. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Mando season three began shooting this past week, so I'm glad that that's still happening. Well, what do we have up next? We have the book of Boba Fett coming right around the corner. Yeah, and that's actually the next thing that I was gonna mention. I cannot believe we don't have a teaser. <laughs> I mean, arguably we got a teaser at the end of nah, Mando, nah, 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 nah. but like we don't have a trailer. We don't have shit, and, and it's in two months. <laughs> it's less than two months, man. Or yeah, wait, it's it's like the day after Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's two months away. No trailer. What the shit? What if they don't? What if they don't put out anything? And they're just like, here it is on Disney Plus. Why? Why? Happy Christmas. Why spend the money? Everybody's already knows what it is, and they're already hyped, and they're gonna watch it if you're a Star Wars fan. So, the people that are yes, that's true. 
I don't know what I was going to say. People that are hyped are already hyped, is what I was going to say. So I, st- <laughs> I mean, um, of course, we all want it, but yeah. you know, to spend the money to to edit one, you're like, I guess I understand you not doing anything. Yeah, unless it's going to come out during like the World Series, which I think is happening like this week. Oh, they do like to do that sometimes. Remember when Solo came out? It was a Super Bowl trailer, right? Yeah. Oh, World Series starts tomorrow. Nice. Who's in it? Braves and Astros. I don't know anything about MLB anymore. So I know the Braves were good in the 90s and they, they beat the Indians. I do remember that. Greg Maddox, 95. right? Yep. Um, so what were you going to say? Book, Book of Boba Fett. I, it was just kind of... I, I was looking at the... An article and it, said, and it said the book of Boba Fett and I was like, "Fuck, that's like now. It's happening in two months." In two months, and, but I mean, to your to your point, I have forgotten about it because there hasn't been anything. <laughs> right. And then next year we have Andor, Kenobi, and Mando season three. Which, to be fair, that's a compared lot. to what we've been getting, that's a pretty stacked year. Well, not only it's it's a lot of Star Wars hours content. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we get we get one movie a year, that's only two and a half, maybe two and a half hours. Right. Mando is three series, we're gonna get like thirty hours of content. I wanna go that far. Thirty-three and a half hours. Dude, some of those episodes are short as fuck. Twenty seven minutes. Hey, um, look, we're on a snow planet. Spiders. All right, let's right. go. And then I wanna say in twenty three, like, we're gonna have Rogue Squadron, Ahsoka, Acolyte. Rangers in the New Republic, like there's so many things that are still. They're gonna re-release the, the Bane books again. Hopefully, they re-released the first one. Hopefully, they release the second and the third. Uh, I kind of do want to get it just for that cover. It looks fucking sweet. Hell yeah! Well, um, now that I, I re-downloaded Audible and, and I'm back on that, I I still have the Audible or the audio book of it, so I might just fucking power through that again. Cause fuck it. Nice. Noise, noise, noise. Um. Okay. Okay. Star Wars. Okay. So I'm gonna try to watch. They the didn't thing. sell it. I'm gonna try to watch the thing between now and Halloween next week. Cool. Um, and I'll try to watch like maybe Dracula, the '90s Dracula that that you mentioned. I am curious to hear your thoughts on it. It is very, it is very of its time. Yeah. Oh, I'm noticing that. It is shot <laughs> almost. Um, and I, I keep refreshing my podcast app because I know that Revenge of the 90s is going to review it uh, this this month. I'm waiting for that to pop up. But it reminded me the way it shot very much of like The Exorcist. Like it's got a lot of older techniques. It's all practical effects. A lot of weird fucking shadows with Dracula. So it definitely looks like it's a vintage movie. It's like sure. pre Jurassic Park film, you know. You can tell, well, and even Jurassic Park's ahead of its time. So it's it's. I'm 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 expecting like <laughs> '80s like Definitely. Terminator, '80s Terminator stuff. So, but in a good way, it's very artistic. It's very tasteful, so it doesn't look horrible. But well, you can definitely thing, tell. It's like, oh, that's a matte painting. You know, there's yeah. there's moments where you can tell. Well, in Batman in 1989, I'm yeah. used to matte matte paintings, but it's almost like not only of the times, but of the story. Like Dracula is such an old story that. Yep having aged cgi per se or aged you know whatever yeah. is fine it it's gonna work I, th- I i think it's gonna work and they're true pretty much to the original and also to like the very late you know 19th century stuff um with the exception of a lot of sex stuff it's like very much true to the novel plus plus a bunch of boobies fuck i might have to 
and watch it in <laughs> HD. <laughs> I got it in 8K, man. Um, no, it's it's very good. So I'll be curious to talk about it with you. I'll try to squeeze nice. a few more spooky films in before the week is out. And then guess what came out fucking on Friday, dude? Dune is in theaters. That is now like six movies that I need to go see. Well, unfortunately, I've heard bad things. No, nope, I'm not is, even going to go there. No, 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 no. Let me explain myself. Hands up, Obi-Wan. This was from non-nerdy people. Okay. It was from the morning show in Cleveland, which they they are not. Oh, don't even, so, don't even listen to them. Exactly. But they, they were shitting on it pretty hard. And I'm like, and I didn't realize that it's the only part one. So this three hour movie or whatever it is, yeah, is only part one. Even better. So don't expect a lot. James Bond, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Black Widow, Dune, Jackass. It's true. It's true. The Guardians of the Galaxy game comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And I'll end on this that I'm, I'm starting to read through uh, The Watchmen, the, the comic. Oh, cool. The, the full comic. I've had it for a while and I've opened it up a couple times and you know read the first two or three pages and i was like fuck i need to wa- i need to read this and i finally sat down and read like 30 pages yesterday and i was like man this is good nice. it's so good and honestly cool. i really really don't understand the hate between the movie because it is no joke word for fucking word <laughs> they didn't even like do any uh, a script it's the exact same script just I... put on, on i think Zack Snyder's style was popular for a bit and then people just started hating on it. Yeah. And then when everyone hates Batman vs. Superman, then it's just an opportunity for them to go back and just hate all of the earlier stuff again. So, I think it just yeah. started to pile on. When it came out, I remember everyone was like, oh my god, this is the shit. Yeah. It's great. I, I've, I've loved the, the movie and I didn't really know much about the Watchmen themselves. So, yeah. Um, to go back and read through it, even if it is the exact same thing, just in a book, at least I get the uh, the art with it. Is it being a comic book? So. Yeah, or a graphic novel, or whatever the fuck to, they consider it. Well, cool. I'm happy for you. So yeah, so I'm trying to uh, refresh, even if I'm going back a little bit. You know, with uh, Watchmen, it's still new to me. So yeah, and then I'm trying to push forward with the Padme shit, and we'll see what happens with the gaming stuff here too. All right, man. I'm quite somber today. <laughs> ASMR. Mm. I can't tell with those damn glasses. You look like you're jazzed. Pretty fucking hype somber. Thanks for listening to the Rogue Squadron podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Join our Patreon. <laughs> Get fucked. Recording stopped.